city. It is this sprawling massive place miles and miles across. Been here as long as anyone can remember. Nobles play their power games. Guilds maneuver for money and influence. Dark things emerge from the shadows to hunt. And the lamplighters take everything in while keeping the darkness at bay. The thing I always wonder is why. Why do these lamplighters keep the darkness back? What investment do they have in Avalon? Streets of Avalon, an urban RPG setting by Brett Blazinski for the world's most popular role-playing game. Ask for it at your friendly local game store or head over to GamingAndBS.com forward slash streets. Gaming and BS. Episode 343. Coming to you Monday, May 24, 2021. <laughs> Welcome to Gaming NBS Tabletop RPG Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Brad. Welcome to the show, folks. Welcome back. Glad y'all on board. All right, well, how are you, man? Oh, God. I'm all right, yeah. Brad. How are you? <laughs> I've had a better Monday than you. You know, my Monday was fine until the end of the day. So I want... I, until I, the risotto. I wanted to Once get the a... the risotto had, I, it went I, bad. I started jogging. I don't want to say running. Even a jog is probably a stretch. Mm-hmm. You know, my 20 minute mile, you know, <laughs> more of a brisk walk. Really. <laughs> more of a, more of a, I'm a speed. Wa- look, 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 I went downstairs. Okay. <laughs> I'm a cool looking speed walker. There you go. And I left at the end of the day to go do that. And I came home and then it was like walk dogs. And then I had to make dinner and I, we get this home chef stuff. So I got to. It's, you know, I don't want it to go too long before I make it. Otherwise, it goes bad. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking risotto, man. You're not a risotto cooking kind of guy. Dude, I've made a few <clears throat> play, a, a few dinners of risotto. I am not a fan because, first of all, it's like shrimp risotto. So it's, I got a frying pan of shrimp. I've got a boiling pot of water because the pot this of water. Is it- but is the end result okay? Is it just the process? It's okay, but it's you. I, I sweat more making that fucking dish than I did running three miles. <laughs> I'm not, I'm well, told, if, I told the wife, I'm like, look, f- for all that is holy, if you have a choice, please don't order any more risotto dishes. <laughs> well, it makes you feel any better. I can't run yet. I can't run or jog because the impact. Is are too you much. are you a runner though? Do you have you run before? I don't mind doing it. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I'll go for like short, short stints and whatever. But I, I prefer to rock. Like, put gear, grab a bag, put forty pounds of sand in it, and carry that in a backpack. That's my preference. Can't do that yet either because the weight. But I'm healing up. I'm healing up better, so it's all good. Rocking is no joke, man. Fuck that. No, it shit. is not. I <laughs> last time me, I did that, I think was a, lo- yeah. a long time ago, and I was like. My buddy Lenny and I were talking. Yeah, no thanks. Fuck that shit. Lenny and I were talking over with Nick, uh, my buddy X Army. He said something about um, something in Korea, 20 some miles, (laughs) full gear, body armor. Like, holy shit. I'm glad I never was in an infantry unit. Yeah, he's infantry. Uh, Anyways, anyways, so. Did you actually, did you get a gaming? Let's talk about gaming because that's what we're here for. Gaming. Yes. Uh, What'd you do? I game Delta Green on Tuesday. Cool. Yeah. 
uh, first session of the new arc. Oh, yeah, new character, new arc, yes. 2013, investigating a, we're in Mexico City, investigating a mishap at a nightclub. Somebody got killed, like mauled. Okay. And then there's another element to the story, and I can't remember. Something about drug cartel, probably. Um, good. It was going good. I'm playing Gretchen. I can't remember Gretchen's last name. She's a computer nerd uh, from MIT. Little, got a little, like, neuro- neurosis. Um, okay. So a little twitchy. A little twitchy. Very awkward. An awkward uh, individual. Okay. So playing her, and then I, that was it. So this Thursday is back to Forbidden Lands, and that's 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 all I have to say about that. I think Star Wars. I don't, I don't know where that's we'll at. Yeah, I mean, I know where it's there. at. I just there isn't. Don't know a where it's going. Don't know what's going to go with it. Yeah, I had uh, ran my first edition AD and D Front Realms game for the kids. Had a really good time with that. They finished up the dungeon they were in. Uh, a lot of big brawls. We we're supposed to have a uh, Undermountain campaign, but Alpha had to cancel <clears throat> Thursday. But that was okay because then Friday was uh, Horror on the Orient Express, Call of Cthulhu at Lenny's place, which was which was a blast. My guy is very armchair. I don't know if you recall ages back. There was a uh, <clears throat> probably would have been a meme now, but at the time there were no such thing. This is back when the internet was new. Um, there was the how to survive or how to run the perfect Cthulhu investigation. Oh. Where basically it was this British gentleman who sat back and people called him. You'd say, oh, yes, it sounds like it's uh, Mr. N, Mr. Nairla. No, 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 don't don't explain the name. Don't read anything to me. Just, yes, go do this. Go, yes, I'll send you some guns. Oh, yes, I'll take care of this. He was basically just the armchair investigator. Everybody else went crazy and died. But uh, so I decided to take a uh, take a page from that silly concept. And my guy doesn't. I'm very armchair the whole thing. Other people are like, should we look at that? Yes, you should absolutely go. I will go to the library and look up some history books. And I shall do this and this and this. I do not. I purposely do not engage in very dangerous things because it's not him. It's kind of fun. Nick, uh, Nick got a little frustrated with me. He's like, I can't believe you don't actually want to see these photographs they took of the horror. I'm like, uh, no, I don't want to see that. I saw its effects on two of you. No, I believe you. That's plenty for me. <laughs> I plan to hang on this guy as long as I can just to see <laughs> how long it goes before he dies. And then um, Saturday was uh, the return of Greyhawk at my place. Everybody came over and we had it in person. It was a lot of fun. They wrapped up, speaking of wrapping up dungeons, they did the same thing there. Figured out a whole bunch of stuff. They uh, found a very creative way to repair the magical pedestal that was keeping the Sphere of Annihilation in place. Um, they haven't figured out all the different weird connections. I understand that there's uh, something with the Lich, Morden Canaan, and some odd thing with the Sulu's ancient empire. They haven't pulled it all together yet, but they're pretty sure that the Giants are going to just stomp the living fuck out of the Grand Duchy of Jeff if they don't do something about it. So they're trying to figure out what to do next. That's where we left that one, so it was pretty cool. I've got AJ's <clears throat> run in. Let's see, tomorrow he's running his 5e Midgard game for Alana and I. And then uh, this Thursday, we should be back to Underbound, so that'll be good. That's what I got in front of me. So I um, I actually wrote the doc group and said I'm going to withdraw. Completely, completely? So they talked about playing in-game or in-person. Oh, 
Okay. In person. And you, and you still want to do it? Well, I told him I'd get back to him. So I said, hey, I, I, yeah. I don't have any objections to it, but hey, I got other people to, cons- to consider. So I... They were like, well, we can wear masks, we could spread out in Doc's basement, we could we can pipe people in if we need to, if somebody doesn't want to actually come over. Yeah. And I just like, I don't want, if you're going to play in person, in my opinion, if they're going to want to play in person, now everybody's vaxxed, okay? And so- Same here. Same the, on my group. The only, the only um, caveat to my side is I've got somebody that's uh, immunocompromised and- mm. It's just not there yet. And so, comfort I'll hear level. you. There's, so, right. Yep. So, I said, it's just not the right time for me. So, rather than have them go, well, we could do this, we could do that, I just said, I will back out, and then when the time's right, I'll come back, ask, and if there's room, great. And they're like, why don't we just, so they run every week, they do, mm-hmm. and I'm in alternating weeks with them. And so they 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 said no we'll we'll just keep it remote for now we want we want so the consensus is kind of like we want Sean at the table and we'll that's just, nice yeah so they I thought it was a, a very nice gesture and felt the love if you will and said that's great I just don't want you guys to make concessions because if you're gonna play in person in my opinion with those guys I don't want to be the one to come in and say okay then everybody's got to wear a mask and I mean what's the point right at at that point to me. So I would just alleviate that kind of problem. But they're like, no, we'll we'll finish out this this storyline and we'll play Zoom and then the other week when we play Stars Without Number we'll be face to face, which I thought was interesting. So I thought cool. Okay, great. That's nice of them. Yeah. And eventually it'll smooth out on the Sean end eventually. So No, things will calm down. Yeah. No, it takes time though. So yeah. But that was that was good. And yeah, that's uh I play good Delta Green. That's why. Damn right you do. Damn it. But uh, yeah, so I thought I'd share that. Cool. No, that's pretty nice, actually. Yeah, it nice was. It was a very nice gesture. I did because it could have been a lot that. like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, sounds good. See you later. Right. See you later. Bye. Yeah. Could have been. Yeah. Yeah. If they didn't want you there, you gave them an easy out. <laughs> yeah. And they and they didn't take it, which means they want you there. Right. right. Which right. I was a little surprised about, actually. And, um, that was Very really nice. nice of them. Yep. So I guess uh, Delta Green continues. I'm um, I'm reading Impossible Landscapes. Oof. Good stuff. Oof. It's good. I'm listening to an actual play too because I'm like, how's it? How I'm interested in how these guys tackle this thing. It's good. Yeah. It's good at actual play. I should probably put in links uh, in the show notes. I think we might have uh, promoted them before in the die roll, but uh, worth um, bringing it back up. Yeah. Anyways. Well, um, so let's see. Speaking of games and such, GameholeCon, GameholeCon.com, if you haven't seen it yet, for 2021 is in person. It's a gaming event that will be in Madison, Wisconsin. You can submit game events if you want to submit one under the Gaming BS banner. Sean and I are always, uh, we appreciate you asking slash telling us, hey, I want to do this. You don't necessarily need our permission per se. You're, you're grown up. You're part of our community. We trust you. What we want, like to be able to do though, is if you say, hey, I'm going to run this game, this day, this time, as it gets closer and they start opening things up and saying, hey, what good games are there to run and so on, one of the things that Sean and I try to do in the forums or in Discord or even here on the show is we call out uh, the games that BSers are running whenever we can to try to help fill up your table. So if possible, it's always great to just say, hey, I want to do this. Does that sound cool? And um, hell, I mean, it, 
if, if you're not sure if it sounds like a good idea or, hey, I want to try this thing at Gamehole, hit the forums, go to go to our Discord, uh, bring it up. We've got a great community of people that will help you figure out ways, means, and uh, options, and so on, if you're not quite sure how, what to do or how to do it. But anyway, point being, if you want to run under our banner, that sounds great. Uh, we like to know, so we can give you all the support you need to try to fill your table for you. So. Yep. I think we're going to have cool. a couple of our moderators there. I think Eileen's going to show up. Laramie's going to be showing up for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, awesome. AWOL Trooper is making beer for, for Game Hole Con. Currently, right now, brewing the beer. Wow. Doing okay. all the hops and the yeast and the beering and the, the beer. Coming with the beering and putting the hops <laughs> and everything together and doing the beering. So we're going to have to be there, Sean. We can't. There's no way we can bail now. Brett's, Brett's been talking about bailing. He's like, I don't know. I might go find out if there's hunting somewhere. I might. You never know. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We got to talk about, like, event. I haven't submitted events yet because it was kind of, like, up in the air. But now it's like, Mayor of Madison's, like, pulling the trigger. We can unmask, you know, June 1st. Woo! Yeah, I think part of it was, quite frankly, until... Oh, I want to see. I got vaccinated. You did. My whole family did. Blah blah blah. My kids are getting theirs. The second round uh, next week. Anyway, point being is I want to kind of see how it went. And I had ide- you and I have had ideas about things we could do together, separately, so on and so forth. And quite frankly, I was like, is it really going to happen, or is the rug going to get yanked out from underneath us at the last moment? Right. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, cautiously optimistic, and now I'm becoming very optimistic. Slash, this is going to happen. So I feel more like, huh? Oh, fuck! I should get my shit together and get some games running down there. So anyway, yeah, that'll did, happen. I did get my first. So I'm a subscriber to Atlas uh, Games. Did you? Okay. So Atlas Games. I might have mentioned this uh, before that they're like, hey. We're going to do this kind of like Paizo, right? Like we're going to do this for Feng Shui where you can subscribe for, I don't know, seven or 10 bucks and you get the PDF or you can pay 15 or whatever and you get the, or 17, you get the PDF and the print copy. And Mm -hmm. every month they're going to send you a a Feng Feng Shui adventure. Oh, nice. Yeah, check it out, man. I haven't run the damn game, but you know, it's nice to get a little something, something, something in the mail other than a bill. Yeah, you and that, it, right? I'm absolutely yeah. with you. And it's also not like a huge outlay of cash, right? Right. It was. It was like you had to throw a hundred bucks at a, a Kickstarter to get that thing, you know? Right. And this is uh, forty-six cool. pages. Nice. Uh, really well. Well done. This is the uh, giving them some love. Action movie adventure. It's a burning dragon. It's a. So this sounds familiar. Maybe you could place this, Brett. I'll try. Lay me. Lay it on me. Uh Burning Dragon is a counterculture phenomenon phenomenon held annually in the Gobi Desert. Interesting. A raw celebration of creative talent in Mongolian culture to forge the dragon, creating a temporary city dedicated to art, age-old athletic competitions, and extravagant performances. Hmm. Sound familiar? A little bit. I just can't place it. It's just it's burning something. This is burning it's, dragon, but it's burning. It's burning up burning, uh, uh, burning bipeds. Burning bipeds. Burning bipeds. Yes, yes. Burning biped. Yes. Yeah. So there's something that happens there, and then you know. So I don't know cool. if I can run this thing in in four hours, but we'll see. I don't know. Maybe I pick this one or I pick the next one, but I, I'll take a look at that and 
Nothing else is good. It's good fodder to get your head into what to do, how to do it. You know, right? How do you set up a feng shui two, not one, yep. two uh, RPG scenario? So we'll, we'll see. We said this about Simbarum, and I really think the more I look at um, a new game, when I do choose to buy one, and I'm, I'm reading it, I like looking at the pre-generated adventure. Even if I'm like, oh, well, I could see tweaking this or whatever, using it as the premise, the starting point. The first time I run that new system. It helps me keep my head in the system space, if you will, making sure I'm using the, the right mechanics. I'm not, because it references a lot of the right stuff, a really good pre-generated adventure in the the example adventure sometimes. Um, in my mind, a really good one hits the right high points of the system. You know, if it's a water, it has swimming rules, it has how to sail, it has here's a chase mechanic, right. here's a this, here's a that. And um, helps me touch on all those right points. So, cool. Very nice. Yeah. So, there you go. Cool, man. Anything else? No. All right, let's move over. Let's go to Random Encounter. Should be short. Random Encounter, a segment of the show where we field emails, voicemails, comments from social media. I did not do a due diligence for this week and kind of perusing our forums and feedback and emails and all this. Um to put well, in, in your defense, in your defense, you were making risotto. I fuck man, risotto, man. <laughs> fuck you, risotto. Um, but I had a voicemail, and I was like, okay. And it was like longtime listener, first time caller, and he's like, hey, this is. And I said, oh shit, I gotta play it. All, All right. right. So, I don't know if you remember this guy. So we'll, we'll play it. Here we go. Uh, and it's a two parter. The second part, like it, it cut off, it cut him off. People, ah. when you call our voicemail line, it's like three minutes tops, I think. So be here we fair. go. Be, be brief or be quick. Right. Brett and Sean, long-time listener, first-time caller, listening to Changing the RPG Setting. This is Tim Stone. Um, yep. Uh, good friends with Roger Brasslett. Going to name drop a little bit because I know that he's a... a He's a um, uh, he's a regular uh, Patreon supporter. Now I don't I don't know if he needed to do that because we remember. Do you remember Tim? Like from, yeah, I remember Tim. From I remember Google Tim Plus. absolutely. Yeah, yeah I remember Tim from Timothy, Google Plus. Timothy Stone. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. I don't, who is he talking about though? Roger. 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 No, we know Roger. We're, yeah. we're kidding. We're kidding. Yeah. Love you. Go. I just want to say that I think you, you're, you're hitting on all the right notes. I haven't finished listening to the podcast, but I'm driving home thinking, you know, these guys have got it, I think, pretty much spot on. The canon, as most people, certainly most Greyhawk people would probably stress, is important. But I am now into, I think, a four- or five-year 5e campaign. Yes, I know it's your favorite game. But it is essentially a great – it's based in Greyhawk. I started the campaign off running a few uh, one-shots with uh, beer and pretzels, uh, local neighbors. Uh, now we're into five years. Some players from work have kind of joined and come. And um, it's essentially then we, we, we did the entire uh, Temple of Elemental Evil. And now we're ranging all across uh, – Verluna, Ferrandi, uh, where they're actually, I've got them underneath the Rift Canyon. 
And none of this is canon. And I think I want to stress that that's I kind of blogged about this in the April uh, A to Z this year for 2021. It's the first time I returned after a while. And I have to tell you, you know, I stress this in that in my blog posts about that is the RPGs, the game rules, the 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 game, the, the whole idea of role playing games themselves, and certainly what Gary, I think Gary was trying to stress was. It's about the rules are about the friction. The dice are about the friction on the creativity that is part of the setting that they put out. I don't think Gary or Dave or any of these people wanted us to live their games. They wanted to say, "Hey, here's here's the uh, Kingdom of Jeff or or the Duchy of Jeff." I forgot where you're playing, uh, Brett. But you know, these are the allies. These are the major players. But the but the the, the player characters and the people around your table are directly interacting with them. And it's changing the world at your table, not in everybody's shared canon. And I think that that's a, a great aspect. Sorry I droned on for a little while, but, uh, yeah. You hey, I got cut off. I just wanted to say at the very end, I think you're hitting all the right notes. Uh, great show. Uh, long, like I said, long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, say hello to Roger for me, and uh, uh, keep on podcasting. So that, that that ending abruption probably threw him off, it sounds like. Probably so, did. Yeah. Tim, thank you. Thanks, man. Good to hear from you. Yeah, it is. I hope awesome. he's doing all right. Yeah. No, so. and I think, I think that's really cool. And there's a piece that Tim brought out there that we didn't talk about. But if he's got a five-year campaign going, right? If you have a long-term something happening, unless you're, I mean, even if you're running Rhyme of the Frost Maiden or a published something that's a big multi-year, takes you a really long time in, in real life, you're still, you're going to move and shake and the, the things in that setting are going to get twisted around based on the activity that you do, right? And depending how, what he's doing, yeah, my guys in the Grand Duchy of Jeff, there's um, as I said at the top here, there's potential for the, the giants to come in and they're really worried about that. And turns out that the Duke has, um, through basically, you know, a few horrible mistakes at just the wrong time, alienated a bunch of his allies and so forth. There's something else going on. It's going to get messy and they got to figure out, are they going to get involved? They're going to sit back and potentially watch, um, against the giants unfold in front of them, or are they going to do something about it? Right. So. It, it, it all depends what's going to happen from there. I don't know. We'll see what they do. But, uh, yeah, you're dead right there, Tim. I, I like that approach, especially if you're doing big stuff, big campaigns. Don't feel that, you know, if you're running Curse of Strahd or whatever, whatever it is you, you're doing in that game um, is effective. <laughs> it's impacting big time that realm. It really is. So that's good stuff. Good points, man. It's good to hear from you, Tim. I'm glad you uh, – thank you for listening, and thanks for, for calling in. Appreciate it. And, uh, you know, 5e is a fine game. <laughs> it's, a fi it's a fine game. Damn fine game. I'm playing it tomorrow. It's a damn fine game. Yep. All right. <laughs> you said with an eye roll on the side. I like ah, it. There let's, get in the or let's get in the main topic. Let's do it. Let's move on. All right, Brad. You ready? Saturday you ready? I streamed and I was like, "All right, tune in Monday, 8 p.m. 
Central Time on Twitch or, you know, subscribe to the podcast. We're yeah. going to be talking about, like, the subject is balancing expectations. And then I read the, the, the email and I'm like, hmm. Forum post. The forum post, yeah. And then I'm yeah. like, hmm. Then I went into burnout. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, just tune in. We're going to be talking about something. So We're what are we talking about, about Brett? <laughs> so Ray Otis had hit me up on, or hit us, I should say, all, you, me, and the BSers up in the forums. He was talking about, and this is different than expectation settings. Like um, we often talk about, you know, your session zero, session one, talk to your players type of thing. He's talking about, do we expect too much from role playing games? You know, his questions about balance, advice for listeners, personal experience, and finding balance in, in lives when it comes to um, RPGs. You know, and what we're talking about here is, I'll, I'll pull some quotes from this. Is you know, uh, races. RPGs, they're a source of joy, friendship, creativity, relaxation, mental stimulation, and much more. They give us a reason to make it Friday or wherever night you game on. You know, but for some of us, they can become an obsession and possibly a crutch. We can spend too much time dreaming about the perfect campaign, trading thoughts online with gamer friends during work hours, or doing that instead of cleaning the house, or the dogs need to be walked. Despite constantly looking to RPGs to entertain us, even they fail sometimes, right? There are days for most of us when it's hard to see the point. I feel like that right now because I'm struggling with um, my depression this week, he said. And I've certainly spent time trying to distract myself with RPGs when I honestly should have been doing other things. Throwing myself into my job, exercising, or just sitting for a few minutes outside in the sun instead of hold up in my home office or guest bedroom. It's around the balance, you know. And I think it's interesting because Sean and I have talked about this off the mics a bunch. And sometimes with other listeners and friends of ours is another <clears throat> potential title for the shot could be, you know, are we, how serious, you know, what, why so serious? Almost like the old Joker quote, right? Because I, I think sometimes you can get, you see some of the, the raw, nasty vitriol that people will post on Twitter and other uh, online, you know, any social media area about how terrible, oh, I know you're, I, I know Sean, you'd have, you've never seen such things. What? <laughs> Twitter is all about roses and freaking rainbows. It is. Unicorn farts, Mostly mostly unicorns, yes. Mostly unicorns. But you can... um, It's very easy to get caught up. And we've talked about this a little bit on the show before, too. It's very easy to get caught up in, like, negativity or even sometimes positivity where someone's like, hey, man, this is a really cool idea. And Matt Colville has God knows how many different videos on how to make a really cool game or a really neat campaign. Brett and Sean have got 343 episodes now of stuff, ideas, and things. And sometimes we will get get ourselves wrapped up in expecting that, okay, this is going to be that perfect RPG session. This one is going to be a serious, it's going to have a serious tone. There will be no dick jokes. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to stomp, I'm going to stomp that out. You know, or you know, I'm going to run a horror game and I'm positive it'll be great. I've done all this stuff. And it's kind of the, it almost goes to the practice piece in a way that we've talked about before, Sean. But I think there are some times when we can, we can put a lot of effort and energy into RPGs and um, and we'll end up disappointed, you know, or we're like, man, that game, it just didn't go the way I wanted it to. Right. So I think about um, your Ravenloft game, you know, you put a lot of effort and energy into it, excuse me, and it did not didn't turn out the way you had hoped it would when it, when it got going, you're like, God damn it. You know? And that, that was a bit of expectation between you and players, but even so there was, and I've had this personally where I put a lot of oomph into something like, yeah, this is going to be 
I put a lot of thought and effort into <clears throat> my uh, Warhammer first edition RPG I ran a while back. And I ended up getting in a damn near yelling match with my with one of my gamers at the table. I've known these guys for 30 years, you know. <clears throat> but it was like, dude, I put all this thought and energy into it. What the fuck? You know, I never would have dreamed that somebody would have not liked it so much, right? That they would have made it difficult for me, especially a good friend of mine. Um, I've gone, <laughs> I ran a game at Gamehole Con two years ago. I'm like, hey, this I was really cool Avalon idea. This will be great. It'll be a fun time. And it, it was a dud from my perspective. The player's like, no, that was kind of fun. Yeah, it was kind of linear, blah, blah, blah. But we had, they, they were good guys and they had a good time playing with me. And they played with me before. <clears throat> so we had fun and figured it out. But it was a terrible campaign idea. I, think I look back and I'm like, oh my God, if I'm going to do this, I got I to gotta put some more meat on this bone. Good God. Was... And I had this. Um, so I guess <clears throat> what I'm saying is there is that sometimes we, we hold RPGs in this, you know, we put a lot of effort and energy into it. Sometimes I think we almost look for too much, almost like we're looking for perfection or we're looking for this wonderful, wonderful thing to occur, you know, because we talk about being a beautiful art form and all this cool shit we can do. And sometimes it turns out that it's you and your best friends and you're sitting down there gaming and Angie goes, oh, my God, uh, that reminds me of this movie. And you derail for half hour talking about movies. I've gamed with Angie before. It's not like, it's not like we've derailed talking about movies, but it, it can happen, you know, and, and does this does this ring a bell to you, Sean? Do you think what do you think about this? You're smiling do, here as I talk. Do, but. Do, do you do you know what I name my my game groups? What ones? <laughs> good, usually, bad, and ugly. I, I, good, usually, bad, no, ugly. I usually name them like best RPG group ever. Oh, best, yeah. yeah best campaign ever. Yeah. 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 So expectation wise, I mean, you know, I set the bar at an average level. <laughs> best. Best possible. <laughs> best always at all times. <clears throat> Do you run into this ever? Oh, you, I mean, God. apart from the, I mean, because I think part of it, it can, it can lead to, it can lead to some burnout stuff, right? When you're like, look, I'm trying to run this series called Cthulhu game and all <clears throat> oh, these, this group, you know, and then, then we start talking about what is it the group? Is it me? Do I go find another group of people? And sometimes it's almost, you feel like an opium addict, you know, you're just chasing the dragon. Like, where's the next, I, I, I'm looking for this particular high. How exactly do I find it? It can be it can be daunting, and sometimes something as silly as as a game, right? It's supposed to be fun, and sometimes it takes. We get this n note in our head that I'm not going to have any fun unless the fun is exactly this way. You know what I mean? It's a it's an adulting thing too. I think too, right? Like kids are man, you could throw anything and be kids, and they would just not get caught up with all the bullshit that some of us do as adults. <laughs> like seriously, you know, we, we do get a little pedantic on our end. I think at times. And no, just to say that your buddy who threw his books in the snow, that was in high school, right? Just, just to be clear. It was. <laughs> so but I'm, just, I'm just saying it's, it, it could be an all ages thing too. True, true, true. I, um, I do think, though, as we get older, the the standards tend to be a little bit. Um, I mean, there's stuff that wouldn't fly when we were, you know, as adults that we didn't care about when we were 13. It's just yeah, absolutely is, right. So, 
but whatever. And and yes, I've experienced this. And yes, um, it also goes to the flip side where it's like, eh, you know, I'll give this a shot. We'll see where it goes. Um, you know, Forbidden Lands was like that. We kind of started out and I didn't, you know, I read the rules and I read the lore and I, you know, got some guys together and I'm like, well, we'll see how this goes. I mean, maybe it's like four session arc, Meh, you know, the, the guys are loving it. They look forward to playing. I put, you know, fuel in the tank. Got some sights we're gonna throw at them, and then so it goes you, from you. Are, you are raving about that game to me. Yeah, it's a. It's, I mean, it is I as long as I've yeah. known you, man. This is one of the games that you've been the most excited about in our six years of doing this. Yeah, it's a. It's you're wicked happy about this. Game. It's it's a good game. It it's 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 triggering a few things for me mm. in a positive manner for a variety of reasons. Um, you know some of which even aren't the game. It could be just the the group and the guys too. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it is. Ray hit this on the head, and I think Ray's doing a reality check, and he's he's kind of putting things in perspective because when I read this and I thought to myself, screw off, Otis. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, Ray. But it's It's true. That's what we we buy another game. We run another scenario. We yep. think the next one is always going to be maybe better or different in a in a better in a better way, uh, in a more well, positive I'll, manner. You know, and it's like sometimes I think I, me personally, I think I got to step down and kind of go, come on, like have fun, enjoy it. Don't get too crazy. Everything, I don't have to have Michelangelo's David every time I play. Well, I, I do. It doesn't have to be a master. Well, I know you the do. Problem, Brad. I think I do. You do. <laughs> you, just, you just can't help yourself. You're just constantly cranking on masterpieces. These poor, poor chumps just don't understand you. <laughs> you know, there's some. You know, on a on a different note, though. On a different note, I think part of it is that doing a podcast. I think sometimes that can create an additional pressure. Strangely enough, right? So no, absolutely. It's like um, we're talking about about this three hundred episodes. We're armchair quarterbacks. We're the experts. We're the sports casters of RPGs, if you will. You know, I don't want to run a shitty game. Like, uh, you know, it's Brett. It's funny because we laugh because we've played in games where people think that that person who created the game. Or played with Gygax when, like, in the 70s and 80s, and they came up, you know, and designed modules and wrote these scenarios. And this then they, is going to be awesome. It's going to be fantastic. And then they run the game, and it sucks ass. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, the other, one of the pieces that Ray hit on here is, like, it can be, you know, sometimes RPGs fail us for whatever reason, right? And it can be a bummer slash almost depressing. And depending on what's going on in your life, that it can be, you know, listening to RPG podcasts and playing games can be this wonderful escape, right? Um, it, I know there are people out there who've had way worse, you know, medical issues than I've had. <clears throat> My stupid neck problem, I went and had surgery, couldn't lift more than 10 pounds for months on end. That's a fucking depressing. As funny as it sounds, up ah, my poor wife had to shovel the driveway. Ha ha ha, Susan! I don't have to shovel the driveway. It sucks to watch my wife shovel the goddamn driveway and mow the lawn, and I can't do it because I I just I can't take the pain. It's not good. 
it's it's fucking bummer because you feel like I should be able to help. You know, I should be able to do something. I'm, I'm getting past all that now, and I've got you know, <clears throat> doctor says I'm good, blah blah blah. But if you take that and you look at RPGs, like, look, I'm trying to have fun here, and I just can't seem to be having any fun. You know, for whatever the reason is, sometimes we've had a number of different episodes like this one where we have a little introspection, try to figure out, you know, what it is. But sometimes there's you are not having fun and it can be a complete fucking bummer. And I think sometimes that that's one of the things that drives folks to take breaks, drives them away from the hobby because they start looking at it saying, is this juice worth the squeeze anymore? I put in 10 hours of prep. I sat down. Three of my friends didn't show up till half hour in. Somebody late, left early, and that prick is always on his phone. You know, things start to annoy us. It can get bothersome and so forth. And it's very easy to say, we'll just go find a different group. Yeah, haha, Brett, you know, Sean, that's cute. And we, we say that stuff because it's it's the obvious answer. Sometimes needs to be said. But it's not obviously easy right. to do, you know. And yeah, I we think- sit up here and we, we can... We can- Bring up all kinds of topics and make them very <clears throat> flippantly say, you know, hey, just do this or do that. And it's like, no, it's not always that easy. And no, it's not. Even if you took us our, our advice, it doesn't always it doesn't work all the time. And frankly, because yeah. it, it, we, Sean can't audit my game anymore than I can audit his. We'll talk to each other back and forth like, man, I'm having this trouble with this thing. Hey, what do you think here? We'll banter back and forth every week after the show. We log off and we just shoot the shit for another hour or so because we're friends and what's going on with your game what's going on with mine how's how's this how's that but sometimes there's shit man when you and if there's a problem in the game group like hey we finally uh, i gotta confront her i gotta confront him i gotta confront them oh cripe they're gonna be pissed all right look we can't have you doing this anymore it's disruptive to the whole game that person's angry. They say they're okay. Then you get a snarky email. Turns out they set up a whole forum conversation without you. Somebody set up a game from your game group, but they didn't invite you. Was it on purpose? Was it an oversight? All this shit. And it's some. And it sounds, you know, when we say it out loud to other people, we, we feel like I'm just being catty. I'm just being this stupid right. high school kid, you know? Why, why is this? Why am I being this way? Why, why does this even bother me? Right. But it's supposed to be fun. We want to have fun with these people and so on. And so, and anyway, where I'm getting at is that shit could be, it can honestly be depressing. Oh, Even it could definitely not, take its toll for sure. Yeah, yeah. It could just, it could wear you down. And I don't mean depressing as in, you know, clinical, so on and so forth. Plenty of people fight that and I'm not, no, not disparaging. Right. I'm just saying it depressing from feeling like, oh my God, this game is becoming work. There's no payoff anymore. I put all this time in and I feel like I'm watching the clock. Like if you've ever been to a convention, you've been at a shit game and you don't want to get up and walk out, and you're like, well, I only got two hours left of this four-hour session. Maybe I can kill my character and then leave. No, that'd be kind of a dick move. I think I'm going to open that up at conventions <laughs> from now on. That's a good point, Brett. I'm going to have a mini <laughs> session zero at a con, and, the, and part of it's going to be, look, if you think this sucks for any reason and you, you want to leave. leave, just feel free, grab your things, pick them up, and just say <laughs> that you're going to the bathroom indefinitely and never come back and that's what i told like, you i did i told you i did that didn't i <laughs> that you did that back. you left or you told yeah somebody. i left yeah i left yeah i packed after something incredibly a series of horribly stupid ass nine things occurred i just started packing my shit it was a big table 
And the kid said next to me, he goes, what are you doing? I said, fuck this, I'm done. <laughs> I told the kid, fuck this. I, and, it was, and he's looked at me, and I just packed up, and I walked off. Should have looked at him like a, like like bogey or something, like, hey, kid. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know. I, would, I mean, I was like, I think I was maybe 20, 20, 22 at the time type of thing. And I'm over by getting a soda later and here. Hey, I should have left with you. It only got worse. <laughs> was, it the, was it the kid? He, yeah, he bailed with me. That's like hilarious. 15 minutes later, he's like, fuck this. That guy's got the right idea. This he sucks. should have probably hit you up for like a highball or something. Want to go, <laughs> exactly. go grab a drink? Sounds good. Get a drink, right. yeah. Sounds good. But I, I think there, so where I'm going with all this is sometimes though, we do need an actual break. And if you're playing RPGs, quite frankly, in my opinion, anyway, if you're not having fun, for whatever that reason is, it's okay to say, you know what? I don't want to play right now, you know? <clears throat> and sometimes the the pressure to, if you're the game master, especially, and we oftentimes are we addressing game masters here. If everyone's looking at you like, well, they're the one that always runs the game. Hey, how come the new game isn't scheduled, Sean? Hey, Brett, when are we playing next? You know, and we can talk about pushing the shit off on our players. We can talk about blah, blah, blah. But this is often how, in my experience, how this functions. And sometimes that shit is very stressful. You're like, look, I do, I run meetings 18 hours a day, seven days a week. It feels like for work, for fuck's sake, somebody else make a decision here. I don't want to do this. Somebody help me. You know, the pressure to run the game can be a lot. I don't know what you've got going on. Sometimes the other players don't necessarily know what you've got going on. Nobody knows what's going on sometimes. Yeah, like and, in, and, in, yeah in absolutely any, not. Yeah, dynamic, no. yeah. And it's not like you have to spill your guts and tell everybody. But honestly, there are times you can say, look, I need a break. And the pressure to not let people down, either as a player or as a game master, can be can also weigh on you heavily. Sure. And by saying not let you down, is like, I can't not show up. I really don't like the game. I'm not having any fun. I have all these external pressures on me. But they're counting they on me. But they're counting on me to be there. It is only once a week. And sometimes, though, that's just too much. And yeah. as a game master, like, well, if I'm not there, there's no fucking game. If nothing else, I think, Sean Air, you know, permission granted to you, dear listener, if you need that break time, please take the break time. Because this is an awesome hobby. We, we both believe it. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing this for 340-some episodes. But sometimes you've got to take the break. And that break, <clears throat> do not let anybody... Sean, I've had this discussion many times. Somebody will say, Sean, how many years have you been gaming? Oh, I don't know if that's enough. You know, they, like there's, there's some fucked up street cred on gaming along there. Oh, right? yes. That my, my pal out there that thinks that you lose street cred if you haven't been gaming nonstop since you were born. Exactly. Those people. Yeah. So fuck that guy. Right. Fuck right. <laughs> that guy in the ear with a crowbar. <laughs> right. No. If you need a break, and that break takes you a year, because guess what? You took the time off. You got whatever it is that you needed to get done, done. And it took you a year. And sometimes getting what you need done is not only like your personal work life, your family, your emotional health, whatever that is. The other piece could be, I hate this fucking game group is what I've realized. I have no fun with this pack of assholes. I'd prefer to go find a different group. It might take you a while to go find a different place to game or a different group to game with. Right. And that's fine. You know, all that stuff. I know this sound, I'm not trying to preach at you here, but I, I think sometimes w we all need to take that moment and say, are we really having a good time with this? Is it a lot, a lot of work? Am I getting anything out of it? Cause at the end of the day, it's about having fun, right, Sean? 
I mean, we got to have a good time with this. Otherwise, what the fuck's the point? You do. You do. You have to. It has to be a fun time, and it has to be. Yes, it has to be fun. But you know, the thing with fun is that you know everybody has their own uh, perspective of what it what fun is, and that yes. is a complete like it's you know rewind three hundred episodes. Who's <laughs> what's fun to you? is not always fun to the person across the table. And that's where you get into these weird dynamics. That's why RPGs, it's so funny. We get pegged as nerds and unsociable and, you know, we don't, we're not self-aware and all this. And nothing could be sometimes farther from the truth. We're engaged in one of the most social, social activities I can think of. One of the most social <laughs> hobbies, for sure. Yeah, hobbies, absolutely. Right? I think it's, I mean, and there's, I'm sure there's a hobby out there that's more, somebody's doing freeform jazz. Like, Brett, you're a fucking moron. I get it. But this is a group of four to however many people. They're all supposed to have an equally valid opinion about where the story goes. Right. It's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the nerd who wants, you know, super tactical, you know, story, but very, you know, I want miniatures and moving around the table. Somebody else wants to be thespian actor actor at the table and then the the tactical person doesn't like the thespian one always going off on this weird weird tirade and Shakespeare. we've been right yeah we've yeah. been writing articles and talking about this shit since the hobby was invented people started figuring out that not everybody likes to play the same way right sure you know it's just that's totally underscores what you're saying there they're just yeah. it's just a fact yeah it's it's tough yeah, I don't want to play D and D. Somebody else wants to play this game, you know, mm -hmm. ten candles or whatever. I mean, it's just all over the place, and it's no wonder that there's always this dialogue. There's no wonder there's. Hey, you know what we should do, Brad? What's that? We should start an RPG podcast to talk we should about this bullshit. <laughs> the other thing that um, I want to go back to what Ray had brought out. I think one of the things that's interesting too is sometimes we look at it and say. I wanted. I need to do this thing. Sometimes that's I need to take a training class for work, or I should be studying, or I should be doing this thing, or whatever. Oh, but I got a game. Oh, that damn. Oh, I got the game. Oh, it's kind of you. You know your life. You know what it is you're trying to accomplish and all that stuff. This is a hobby. It's a wonderful hobby, right? And yes, there are people out there who can make a living at their hobby. Good for them. That's that's great. If you're doing it and it's a hobby to you, that's that's awesome. You're having fun, but sometimes I know friends of mine that are incredible woodworkers. They're very good at uh, painters. They're very good at all sorts of shit. Um, but sometimes, you're like, look, I didn't get to, I didn't get to uh, go to the wood shop for a month because I had this thing I had to do. It sucks. You they're, know, they're not a very good wood woodcrafter <clears throat> then because they took a break from woodcrafting. They took a break. They suck. They totally suck. Because yeah. if they would have, <clears throat> if they would have loved that. If they really loved woodworking, they would never take a break. Ever. Ever. <laughs> but it's your daughter's birthday. Fuck that kid. It's game night. <laughs> you know? That's got to be a meme. I got to turn that into it's a It's got to be a meme. Absolutely. Like asshole meme. But anyway, I guess kind of a short, a short piece here. I just thought it was worth calling out. You know, because we talk a lot about different ways to fix this or, hey, tweaking up game cosmologies and messing with settings and doing all this stuff. And if you listen to everything that Sean and I have said, 
for six years. There's a lot of different things like, hey, this is really cool. Try this. Let us know what happens. Try this. Hey, you got a cool thing. Tell me about it. And um, I know sometimes it's 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 easy to listen to stuff and go, boy, I really want to do that. Oh, I, I should try to do that. And sometimes we can kick ourselves in the ass and go, oh, I was listening to this show. Or I saw this thing live. Matt Colville said this thing. Ken Height said this cool. Like, oh, shit. I was going to try that. And I forgot. And we end up kicking ourselves. We're like, oh, my God, I suck. I forgot. I had this really cool idea and I forgot. Or I tried this thing and it just didn't work. And we just beat the shit out of ourselves for it. It's supposed to be fun, right? If it's not having fun because we are trying desperately to make something happen, it's just not happening. You got to walk away from that. And sometimes that means, anybody want to play board games tonight? Right? Your game group is still together. You're board gaming. Or you know what? I can't seem to figure out how to get these knuckleheads to play Call of Cthulhu in any kind of serious manner. Let's just play another D&D game. Or you know what? I can't get people to play D&D because all they want to play is X. Fine. Sometimes what you got to do is you got to give a little bit. And remember that when are you having the most fun with this game group? And I can tell you right now myself, I had that with my home crew here. I tried a couple things. I'm like, and I was getting madder and madder. I was (laughs) getting angry about it and just pissy. And I'm like, why am I doing this? You know what? I'm trying to make this group play a way they don't play. I've known these guys for 30 years. The fuck am I doing? Instead of like trying to sneak them and, ooh, I can manipulate this. Like, what am I doing? Just talk to them. I'm a 47-year-old person. Why am I not just talking to these people? Hey, guess what? When I did that, it worked. And sometimes we have those moments where we like we figure it out, like, oh, thank God, here, here's the answer, or whatever. But at times, man, you got to take a break. You just got to walk away for a bit. And um, <clears throat> don't let your hobby, no matter what it is, I guess, just life advice for whatever it's worth from Brett is, don't let your hobby fuck up serious shit in your life. You know, except for Sean, because I don't care about his life. <laughs> Well, Sean, how many times have we over the years, like, why do we record when we record? Well, because you got stuff you're doing with your wife on Sunday. I got stuff with my kids. We we pick dates and times, and we make sure that the important stuff is take, is taken care of. Yeah. Right? Br- yeah. Brett, oh, for sure. Like, Brett will, will hit me up. It's like, hey, man, I got to, you know, I can't. I don't want to record Monday. Can we push it out or whatever? It's like, I, he's got something going on. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, because this... This is something we enjoy, I think, but it's not, there's other priorities for sure mm-hmm. that can come up in life. I mean, Christ, you never know when you're going to get hit when you're riding a fucking motorcycle, you <laughs> yeah. know? I mean. Yeah, and then you got to take a couple weeks off. <laughs> you know, and then you're in pain and, you know, you're <laughs> yeah, exactly. having, you know, significant family member have surgery. I mean, come on. I don't know. Yeah. Jesus. Jeez. <laughs> Anyways. But sometimes, but anyway, sometimes that that thing you need to take care of is that schoolwork, that work project, sure. that shit at home. You know, it needs to get, needs to get done. And sometimes it's, you got to walk away from the hobby for a little bit, and that's okay. You know, and the other piece is just you know sit back and ask yourself, am I still having fun in this hobby right now? And if you're not, the hell are you doing it for? Well, and if you're not, can you? Can you determine what it is that's not yes, making it point. fun? Even if it's it, you know, self reflection. Is it, um, you know, it, just 
being honest and true to yourself. And if you can figure it out, great, because then you can make adjustments and maybe it might take time to make those adjustments, you mm-hmm. know, finding a different group if that's necessary, finding a different game, whatever that is, or maybe it's just a break, you know, maybe you don't, maybe trying, maybe doing something different. So instead of doing eight hours of prep, eh, I'm kind of tired of doing that. I'm only going to do two <clears throat> hours of prep and see what happens. And maybe... You know, you'd be surprised that just the minor change, how that helps. And sometimes it's a matter of taking the the DM screen and passing it to the next person saying, I'm not running the next campaign. I need a break. I want to play. Right. Somebody else run the game. Right. Sometimes that's the big thing. It's like, look, I, I need a, I need a, I need a creative break. I just can't do it, you know, for whatever. Because, again, if it becomes a drag or if it's in your way or it becomes a chore. Right. And then you, we're losing the fun, and that's the main reason we're doing this shit. So, I think I think we need another show on playing. Yeah, I think I, I think we need to address play good like players. Like, it, and this isn't players who only play. I'm talking about game masters that play, players that play, and how you can be quote unquote a good player. And I think it's. I don't think it's hard, but I don't think some people think about it. I don't think they consciously come to the table and say, how can I be a good or better player? Like, I think they just, some, some do, but I think there's also those that show up and are like, all right, Brett, man, what are we doing? Yeah. What's up? Where did we leave off last time? Yeah, person, Yes. (laughs) Come on, Brett. Uh, Talk well, to me. If I, had a, if I had a nickel. Talk to me, Brett. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Hey, you got my character sheet? I don't yeah. have it. I forgot my dice. No pencil either. Yeah. You know, stuff. Busy. Come on. Help me out. Yes. <laughs> That's not a bad one. I'm, I'm making a note right now. Yeah. How to be a good player, says Sean. How can you be a no. good player? Uh, and it, it doesn't... You, that's going to be a whole other topic. Like, if I start now, I'll never stop. So I'm going to just put right, write that shit down. I got it. Wrote, okay. wrote in down. So anyway, man, I think I think we kind of hit that one. Uh, Freaking Ray, it, man. It's a good. It's a good thing to think about. It man. is. I, it was. It was a good topic, and it's kind of one of those pieces that's not a little reflective, a little introspective, and sometimes it's that that shit you got to do periodically, as we've talked about before. Here is you know. You can't be on fire all the time, and you can't be, you know, you're going to have your ups, you're going to have your downs, and that's okay, and um, acknowledging that stuff, and uh, again, I really, I, I hate, I would hate to see a BSer, like, walk away from the hobby, because it's just no fun anymore, This the gaming sucks, and everyone's a douchebag, and blah, 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 because we didn't say something like, hey, man, you, you can take a break, it's okay. Yeah, you know, you, you can you can stop for a while. You can find a new game group, and sometimes the answer to finding a new game group, the easiest way to do it, is the passive aggressive way. As much as this is seems awkward, is like, look, I don't have time to play. I'm just going to bail. And we do that, and we're like, oh, what I really want to do is tell them I don't like playing with them, and I want to go find a new group, and I don't want to hurt feelings. So, well, sometimes we do that stuff, and that's okay. That's fine. But you know take care of yourself honestly you know and if that taking care of yourself means you know play lighter hearted games 
you know, right. less less than twenty hours a week prep, <laughs> and so on, <laughs> and real realize and allow yourself mistakes, and remember, not every game other than Sean, because he's Sean, doesn't not everybody else cr- cranks out, you know, Michelangelo's David every session. It just doesn't happen. Other than Sean, of course. My chisel is sharp. <laughs> my, Man, my hammer someday, strikes true. Someday I'll be Sean. Someday. You know, I took a year. I took a year off. Like That's true. besides yeah, the long ten years, but I mean, I was in part of a group that was going for a long time. It was the Star Wars group that I had GM for a while, and we just kept going. I mean, it was, geez, I want to say like six years, maybe four years. I don't know. But I just said, hey, I'm kind of done. Like, I kill my character. And Jam was like, what? I'm like, yeah, just kill my guy. It's good. It's all good. I had to take a break. I took a break for a year. Didn't play any role-playing games. And I'm like, shit. I want to play now. Like, I, I, I got to get going. And this is Pathfinder Society years. I'm like, went back to the group. They were kind of lukewarm at best about me coming back. And I'm like, all right, let's see how am I going to do this. I posted a flyer up in a local game store and got four consistent people showing up every week or every other week to play Pathfinder Society at the time. And one of them was Doc. And there you go, still gaming with Doc. Still gaming with Doc. I mean, shit, man, we've been I've been with Doc and the group, and that's changed and morphed over time. But it's been like freaking probably six years. And you know, oh, you it's know, been longer than that, dude. You knew him yeah. before you knew me. You know Brian, Brett. Yeah, yep. yeah. I met him through that, and my buddy Joe showed up, and then Doc was like, "Hey, guys, have any objections to like taking this to somebody's house?" And everybody's like, "I don't know, maybe whose house?" He's like, "I'll host." Boom! There you go. And so, do you do you want to share, or do you remember why you needed the break? Um, I was. You don't have to. No, I mean, if there wasn't any any weird dynamic necessarily it the guys the guys as a matter of fact two of the guys showed up to game hole con and i hung out with them for a little while um mark a buddy of mine mark was running a homebrew D D, maybe pathfinder rules i don't know it had to have been probably pathfinder i don't even know if 5e was out at that point this homebrew it was going and it was one of those where it was like a a campaign that was just going on and on and on and on and on. And it was very open world and it was very um, discovery and different races and everything was great. It was uh, an interesting experience because you and I, Brett, talk about running a game in Greyhawk, Forgotten Realms, Aberon, blah, blah, blah. Players can pick up the manual and be like, read and absorb Everything about Midgard yeah, and the exactly. governments and all that. And there's something to be said about running a published setting that has some certain things in place, whether it be races, species, government, politics, whatever groups. And then there's also also something to be said on the flip side where you're like, I don't know anything about what Brett is going to run. He says he's got this the streets of Avalon thing. I don't know what the hell that's all about. He wants to bring it to the table. Well, let's try it. <laughs> sure. And part of that for some people is it's fun. I had a really good time starting out, but as it progressed and progressed, 
I was like, I don't know where this is going. So there wasn't any linear, it's not railroading, but having going to a sandbox, a completely empty sandbox can be very, well, we got too many choices. Yeah, there's there's a thing about like, this is kind of a different topic in a way, but I mean, I think what I'm hearing you say is like, look, you have, if nothing else, you like a beginning, middle, end, some kind of structure, like, hey, there's there there's a point, there's a there's a goal, there's a quest, there's a thing. I'd like to you think know, that it, my it, character, much like many things, have has maybe some weird inherent goals, and whether that is a, I want to rescue somebody or build a stronghold and retire or you know yeah. kill monsters take their loot whatever that is for you great but when that's but you're not sure if that's ever going to happen you're kind of like eh yeah i'm kind of working on a goal here but i don't ever seem to get a chance to do the goal yeah no i get it yeah it Sometimes was a great it can... campaign mark i mean the the amount of effort he put into it i mean he he really did a top-notch job, and he was and it was all quality all the time. He always had good plot hooks and everything, but it was very open. And I'm like, eh, mm, you know, okay. Well, I mean, for whatever reason, I mean, I I hear that and I go, wow, that sounds kind of cool. Right. However, is that what you want to do long term forever, or is this you know? Yeah, you know, I get it. I get that. It was a long I, time ago, and there wasn't anything. There wasn't any. Oh, I can't stand playing with that one guy, or mm -hmm. it was, you know, this world sucks, or the adventures, or well, the you, man, game master you, doesn't know the rules. It was. It was just a. Hey, you know yeah. what? I think it's time for Treelorn Greenhaven. What's that great name? Treelorn Greenhaven Ranger. It's like time. It's, it's time for him to go. You know, I think I'm willing to bet, man, that if you went now mm -hmm. and sat down to play that similar campaign, <clears throat> you probably would ask different questions up front. You know, because I, I know I'm a different slash. I hope better gamer than I was. You know, 20 years ago. You know, and I think now when I when I set up a campaign, even with my my home group, or when I run it for somebody else, I am. I'm cognizant of, you know, <clears throat> things need to end because without an ending, there's no meaning in a way, you know, from like a story perspective. I don't know how these guys that say I've run D&D &D for 20 years, the same campaign for 20 years. Like, I have to understand what that looks like, because to me, it would be like, what? How the fuck? Yeah. Like, is, do I run it, it, the it, same it, character for 20 years? Holy you know, and shit. That's, and, that's a, and that's a thing that if... Like, if you're looking at to go back to Ray's topic here is like if you if you if that's what's going on around you like I don't want to play Tree Learn Greenhaven for 20 years right I, I want to play some Call of Cthulhu I want to do different stuff I want to play other games or different is even it, a different character for, you yeah know. Can, can I can we have a different campaign within the setting which is kind of how I ran my World of Darkness stuff I ran the overall Brett's World of Darkness for 15 years with multiple different story arcs and characters and stuff all made it possible. But yeah, that that can that can easily be something like I don't like this style of play. Thought I would, did for a while, but I'm done. And sometimes you need to walk away from that. That's legit. Because I think if you don't do that, then sometimes it's like I 
<clears throat> part of the hobby is, you know, getting all these different itches scratched. Well, I could try this. I could do that. There's just all this cool shit to do. And if you want to do that stuff and you've got a group that's like, look, we play Pathfinder and that's what we play. Okay. They're great for when you want to play Pathfinder. But if you're done with that and you want to try something different, you know, sometimes you got to move on. Hmm. Yeah, I have no idea what they're doing now. And now the group is, I know Mark has moved out to the West Coast. So physically, they're not all in one location now. Um, I think they're they're probably still gaming, I, I think. And I don't know what. Like, I don't know if they're just running 5e. And I know that that campaign had stopped, and then I think they were going to try something else. But um, hmm. So it isn't, like, consistently going ever since I left. But uh, and there was some other dynamics like that. I I had tried running a couple times and fizzled, and I think they were like, eh, "We're not going to roll the dice with Sean again because he's going to flake. Like he'll start a game, and then it's going to go three sessions, and then he's going to go, eh, I don't want to run this anymore. Let's play something else." And they, you know, that's you know, you just can't do that all the time unless you're with people that are like, "Cool, I don't care." But most of the times, you, there is some type of consistency. Like, hey, I want to show up and play X amount of sessions or X amount of times. Then we're good or, with changing. Yeah, and if there's a beginning, middle, and end, that's great. But I, that's I don't want the end to just randomly hit me. Right. <laughs> and I want the end to be Sean's bored or Brett's sick of this. Let's play Star Wars. What? Right. Yeah. So <laughs> I take full yeah. accountability for that component. Mm-hmm. I don't hold that against them in anything, but. You know, I was a little disappointed, of course, not to be like, yeah, come on back, man. It'd be cool. And like, yeah, you know, I'm like, okay, sounds like you guys have moved on. That's cool. I, I will just go over here. And I'll so, go do my own thing somewhere else. Yeah, I really wanted to, at one of the game hole cons, I was trying to get a Star Wars Living Force reunion going and to try to... I, I didn't, I don't think had, co- I think I might have had maybe hard copies of one or two of their characters and try to get them all at Game Hole Con and actually in a private session run Star Wars with their same characters. That we ended up fun. meeting up for dinner and that was kind of it. It was kind of weird, like, well, this guy can't show up and this guy can. And then we we just got together and had a bite to eat and that was it. So, and I don't think I pushed it as hard as I probably needed to. Like, <laughs> hey, you guys doing this or? I'm serious. Another Sean Flake. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? It's back in the day. Anyways. Cool, man. I think I think we beat this one a bit here. We could probably wrap it. You good? Yeah, I'm good. Ray, if we missed the point here, man, let us know. Uh, and if anybody else um, thoughts, input, as we always like to hear from you all. So please let us know. And um, we'll move on. So die roll? Yeah, I know die I got roll. One. I know I got one. Well, and I'll put the, the, I think it's Black Project in there. Ah, cool. Die roll, 2D4, miscellaneous points of gaming and geekery you want to bring and share with you. Akadokin pointed out a Tales from a Loop and Simba Room bundle of holding. So I've got a link in the old show notes for that. So, Sean, I've been talking about that for a while. And uh, speaking of um, Free League and so on, it dawned on me, I was talking to Sean about topics and stuff. We have not done a dive into... Um, Forbidden Lands since you've been running. So we're going to have to get that as a topic as well because you're having such a damn good time with it. So I'm going to shuffle some things around and we'll talk about that. That sounds like a plan. Um, 
That's a good bundle. Like I was kind of like, eh, I think I've seen either Tales from the Loop or Simbaroom, but I was like, oh, I don't know, because I'll probably if I get the hard copies, I'll get the PDFs for free. And, and I looked at them like, and I have Tales from the Loop, mm-hmm. but it's it's got some good Simbaroom books in there. And I'm like, eh, and the man. thing and the thing here is we talked about when I talked about the Simbaroom game. It's a different mechanics, it's a different engine than Tales from the Loop. So it's not like if you got Tales from the Loop and a Simbroom bundle, you're like, oh, I basically got two games that run in the same engine. That's not true. They're two different games, mechanically speaking, and setting and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, the mechanics are different in each one. Right. Cool, man. And then uh, the, the the one I was going to put out there is the Black Project Gaming Actual Plays. So they are running – I tuned into them because they're running Impossible Landscapes, the campaign – arc for delta green which is pretty good i'm i'm really impressed with them i thought i gave them a shot on a prior delta green ap that to me didn't keep my attention as long or or as good as this one and i think that was they probably ran it quite a and they've got like three ones i think three of them one is curse of strad la or something like what do you, hmm. hold on a second it's a uh, hold on hold on i'll tell you in a second i got it right up in front of me uh barovia i think it's called barovia california huh. so they run curses strad in like modern day la interesting <laughs> i've not listened to that one but it's and i think the the again the delta green one that, that i listened to was years ago and the, the Overall audio quality and some of the stuff that they're running in this this latest one is really top notch. So very cool, awesome man. Yeah, I think that's it. That's it, huh? Yeah, that's it. What are you talking about next week? We were going to talk about streaming and recording RPGs because I know you've got some. You've been doing more streaming. You and I have both recorded RPG sessions a couple times, and I think there's there's some thoughts around, you know not only the how to do it, how to make it sound good type of thing, but I think there's some, there are some impacts like what you, I know I, Brett, as player or game master, knowing that this is going to an audience is a different feeling and perhaps sometimes a different performance than there is if it's just you and your friends type of thing. And some things carry over better in certain environments than others. So that's kind of, what I'm thinking of chatting through here. So. Yeah, that's the angle I was going for too. Is like not so much here are the things you need, you know, to yeah. keep in consideration. But you know, there's some folks that are like not professional streamers. So when they stream, and I say, "Hey, Brett, introduce yourself. Any plugs?" You know, it's you know, um, okay. I don't have anything to plug, right? So yeah, yeah. some of the things some people could be aware of if they're um, a player or game master and they're streaming and some of the things that you might want to tweak. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. In your play. Cool. Cool, man. All right. Well, hey, thanks everybody for showing up live during this taping of episode 343. We stream we every- use We use actual tape too. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Duh. Mostly masking. Real to real, baby. Real to real, yes. Uh, Here on twitch.tv, 8 p.m. Central Time, 
Uh, otherwise, you can, if you see this on YouTube, give us a like or subscribe. And then, obviously, the flagship show at your podcatcher of choice. Just do a search for Gaming and BS, and you can download it. We would really appreciate it. Um, otherwise, that's it, man. For Gaming and BS, I'm, I'm Sean. And I'm Brett. Good night, good game and all. This episode of Gaming and BS produced with help from the following BSers. Vornak, Bob Fletcher, Roger French, Kevin Keneally, Miniature Master Tendrils, Mike Coleman, Wayne Peacock, Michael O'Holland, Chris Shorb, Orcus Dorcas, Todd Sharp, Craig Shipman, AWOL Trooper, Quigley Malcolm, Larry Hollis, Isaiah Aries Christian, The Duke in Purple, Ed Nyes, Jay Plata, Adam Grotejohn, Bill McClory, $1 Adventure Frameworks, Eric Frankhouse Presents, Daniel Garrett, Jim Ingram, Rory Weston, Mike Hess Jr., Ghost GM, Hoos Carl, Eric Tavola, Cole Cago, Henry Newcomb, Militia Bashinsky, Harrigan, David F. Baylog, Rich Wishon, Brian Rumble, Aaron Coleman, Jeff Goad, Aaron Ralia, Niall Diamond, Maurice, Corey Gonzalez, John Kayward, Jeff Seifert, Andy Olson, Michael Dinos, Eric Avia, Perry Besor, Laramie Wall, Brian Kurtz, Robert Nemeth, George Sedgwick, Eric Salzvaddle, Angus, Corey Welch, Josh Wallace, Howard Bishop, Craig, Sky, Chad Gleeman, Mark Richmond, Ron Bishop, Larry Hout, Curtis Takahashi, Christopher Lang, Old Scoozer Roleplaying, Jim Fitzpatrick, Ray Otis, Jared Rasher, Stefan Dragonspawn, Roger Braslett, Craig Huber, C.W. Mellencamp, Dan LaValle, Eileen Barnes, Brandon Barnes, Pure Mongrel, Merkel Froelich, Mark Tasaka, Jason Hobbs, Chris Steele, Andy Hall, Eric Jefferson, Tony Sugarloaf Baker, Old School DM, and Joe Swick. Hey, interested in playing some games? Maybe trying something new? Head over to gamingandbs.com forward slash games. It's going to take you to a forum post. In that forum post, it'll point you to a spreadsheet where game masters are putting games they're willing to run for fellow BSers. There you can sign up. Or head over to the sheet that says players, and then you can put down some games on your wish list. Maybe a game master will catch it and run it for you. Anyways, it's a good opportunity for trying new games and playing with new people. So again, head over to gamingabs.com forward slash games. Thanks, BSR! This has been a Litterbox Box Studio production. production.